Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. episode of the Debbie Authority. Uh, we are operating under the umbrella of the fantasyauthority.com and we are adding the Debbie format to the rest of our fantasy football content, uh, which is currently Redraft, Dynasty, and DFS. Uh, you know, honestly, Debbie is becoming the new Superflex and, and soon could be standard in all the leagues. So uh, we want to give uh, all of our TFA family the best content possible. Uh, Plus, if you love college football, then this is absolutely the format for you. Uh, This podcast will be TFA's really first foray into the Debbie this year, and and we'll soon begin adding rankings and articles and and all sorts of video content as we grow. We also have some great guests, and I mean some awesome guests lined up uh, to join us this year uh, and in the next couple of months. So please hit that like and subscribe button to make sure you don't miss anything. I'm your host, CJ Lang, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at clubber underscore Lang 83. Uh, you can find me doing redraft, super flex rankings, and dynasty content for the Fantasy Authority. I also put out uh, videos via our YouTube channel as well. Uh, my co-host for this weekly adventure uh, is someone many of you are probably familiar with in the fantasy community. He works with Dynasty Nerds and Dynasty Happy Hour and recently joined us here at TFA. As our Debbie expert, uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's basically a fantasy gigolo. Um, wherever wherever there's dynasty, you, you'll find him. So uh, you can find him on Twitter at Debbie Matt, uh, Mr. Matt Jackson. Matty, what's up, kid? Uh, what's going on, CJ? I, I like how you called me an expert there, man. It feel, makes me feel like I'm doing a whole lot more than I'm actually doing. <laughs> you kind of made it sound like I was whoring myself out to a bunch of different websites. So if that if that's the vibe I'm giving off, I don't know. I don't know if that's the route I want to go. But I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be doing this podcast with you. You bringing Debbie to the Fantasy Authority, man, because it's a hot growing, uh, hot growing fantasy football platform, and I'm excited to give our listeners some more content to listen to. Yeah, I look forward to starting this with you uh, as well. I think of all the inaugural events going down this week, this podcast is probably the most important, don't you think? Uh, I, I would think so, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm upset that we don't have a Bernie Sanders meme somewhere in our background, so we're probably going to have to talk to Cody and figure that out at some point. But yeah, yeah, that definitely something we're both extremely excited about so our objective during this podcast and and video is to focus on debbie players and these players are are not necessarily eligible for this year's nfl draft we may touch on rookies occasionally uh, as we watch these players grow especially when we're going to be talking about them as potentially high school seniors Um, but we want to make sure that uh, we you do get 
and whole encompassing range of the players. You know, we've got media credentials for the senior bowl. So obviously we can offer some insight on some of those things that other people can't, you know, we'll also dig into the recruiting classes as they come up, you know, national signing day is always a big day for, for Debbie fantasy players. So uh, it's not like we won't touch on the bigger names, like I said, but I mean, that won't be our focus. I mean, there are plenty of other podcasts and sites who will talk up the Najee Harris's and Trevor Lawrence's of the world, but you know, we want to make sure that we find that sweet spot between studs and sleepers. So uh, today we're going to talk about some of our favorite players by position who, who are in the 2022 draft eligible class. You know, for quarterback, Matty, who do you got? So for quarterback, I know when you when you think of the 2022 class, you know, the first names that come to mind, you got your Sam Howells, you got your Spencer Rattlers, you got your Keaton Slovises, but there's a guy that I want to talk about that that is right about QB4, but by the end of next year, he can quickly climb up the ranks, and that is Georgia's quarterback, JT Daniels. So when you look at him, he, he elevated the Georgia passing attack. There, there was an abysmal passing attack behind Stetson Bennett. I mean, that, that team was known as a run-first team, and they were rarely slinging the ball. And when all JT Daniels did when he came in was elevate this passing attack to 45th overall in the nation. And I think that they can climb even higher with JT Daniels under center for a full season. When you look at his film and what he does well, he throws off a platform on a dime. Um, he has great footwork, steps into all of his throws. He can hit the back shoulder fade. He can hit all the, the middle to intermediate routes. He's got a beautiful deep ball. And he, I mean, he drops a deep ball just on a dime. He's got phenomenal deep ball accuracy. Um, there, there's something that I'm a little worried about him that I want to see him clean up a little bit. And that's, that's his short area throws in the flat. I, he sometimes um, can short arm some throws in the flat, throwing throwing the ball to the, his receivers or running backs' knees or ankles sometimes. So I want to see him clean that up. But I mean, the sky's the limit for this kid when you look at his 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 ability. He came in as a five star prospect, transferred from USC, and, you know, because of an injury, and that's how Keenan Slovis ended up taking over. But he can really elevate this Georgia Bulldog passing attack, and it it's wheels up on. All of the Georgia, all the Georgia pass catchers, your George Pickens, your Jermaine Burton's. I mean, this is a guy that you want to pay attention pay attention to all year next year. So uh, you already uh, talked a little bit about my quarterback, uh, Spencer Rattler. Uh, I'm an OU guy, even though I'm from Boston. Uh, I'm in a lot of these Dynasty Debbie uh, pipeline leagues where you own a college and you get all those players. And so I've ha- had my eyes on Spencer Rattler for a long time. Uh, you know, let's remember the last three quarterbacks who started for the Sooners. You know, Baker Mayfield, Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall pick. Kyler Murray, Heisman winner, number one overall pick. And then Jalen Hurts, who was the Heisman runner-up national champion with Alabama. So I mean, that's quite the tree to follow, but that's exactly what All-American you know, quarterback Spencer Rattler uh, is. Um, so in 2019, he was the number one dual threat quarterback in the nation. He shared the award for National Quarterback of the Year uh, with Auburn's Bo Nix. Uh, and he was the first quarterback in the state of Arizona to throw for over 11,000 yards. You know, he was personally recruited by OU coach uh, Lincoln Riley. Uh, and I think having that opportunity to sit behind Hertz really helped him. Uh, he he looked a little rough in the first couple of games this year, you know, through some really bad picks. But I think as he got used to that offense playing uh, every week, uh, he got a lot better. Uh, you know, the entire offensive line returned for them this year. They still had, even though they lost CD Lamb, uh, they still had plenty of talent. Uh, you know, running backs, Kennedy Brooks, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, you know, Charles Rambo, unfortunately, just entered the transfer portal. But, you know, he was a great target for him this year. And also you got, uh, you know, Jaden Hazelwood, Trayon Bridges uh, and Theo Weiss. So uh, the season rattled through for over 3000 yards, had 28 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, like I said, a lot of those interceptions came in the first few weeks where he was still getting his feet under himself. Uh, he also led the Big Ten in a bunch of categories, pass completion, passing yards, passing 
passing touchdowns, passing efficiency rating, uh, touchdowns responsible for. So uh, he had a great season this year. Uh, I think he's somebody that could potentially win the Heisman Trophy next year uh, for 22 eligible quarterbacks. Uh, you know, I've got him as my QB one. I mean, like you said, Sam Howell is close. I, I think either either site or podcast you listen to, those guys are probably going to be one and two. Um, but that's what I've got for quarterback. I, I like I like. Um... I, I definitely like Spencer Rattler. You know, I'm not crapping on Spencer Rattler at all. You know, I wanted to choose an under the radar guard guy, but when you look at Spencer Rattler, you know, you mentioned his slow start to the season. I mean, that, that's absolutely right. I mean, you got to remember, I think a lot of guys forget that this was Spencer Rattler's first time under center as a college quarterback. I mean, he, he was redshirted his freshman year. He's still learning that offense. And after that benching, he got benched um, at halftime um, early on in the season. And when he came back off that benching, he was a different quarterback. And he yep. started running that offense and just executing and doing the little things right. And he he's elevated himself to, like you said, a future Heisman winner. And I, I'm not shy in saying this. And if there's anybody in this 2022 draft class that you're, you're going to get crazy when I say this, but if there's anybody in this 2022 draft class that can have a Patrick Mahomes type effect in the league, I think it's Spencer Rattler. Because when you look at what he does – he just makes throws that you can't teach kids. I mean, he, he's an athlete, but I mean, the way he throws off his back foot across body 50 yards downfield and just hits his receiver in stride, I mean, that's not throws that you can teach kids. So, I mean, if there's one guy that could just have this dy- dynamic effect and just all pro level production in the NFL, I believe that's Spencer Rattler. Yep, I agree. So, for running back, who do you got, Maddie? So for running back, I got formerly Tennessee. Um, he's in the transfer portal now. We're waiting for him to see where he comes out. But Eric Gray, um, that Tennessee team is just an absolute mess. I mean, we're not going to hit on it too much. But, I mean, they're losing transfers left and right. Everybody's transferring out of Tennessee. No one wants any part of that. So whoever ends up getting Eric Gray is going to get themselves an absolute stud. He's got good burst and acceleration. He's got the speed to house long runs and the vision to – create an open space and to find the holes and, and, and hit the lane hard. He sinks his hips really well to change direction without losing any speed. And he's got really soft hands. If there's a guy that's going to be the best pass catcher out of these running backs, I believe that it can be Eric Gray. When you look at, you know, your leagues, you want a guy that can catch the ball because your PPR leagues are your running backs can catch the ball. Those are getting you your points in your PPR leagues. And Eric Gray might be the best out of those bunts. Um, he doesn't have much of a production profile. So all of you guys that don't, that like those analytics and those production profiles, he's not going to have much of that. But that's because he was split in time with now UNC running back Ty Chandler. So now once if Eric Gray can take over a lead backfield, he's a guy that could, could rise up draft, draft wars. Because when, when you look at the running back class in 2022, it's fairly thin. I mean, you have Brees Hall, you have Isaiah Spiller, and then you don't really have much else. But Eric Gray can be that, that third running back that you get this draft that, that ends up winning you some fantasy leagues this year. Yeah, I, I mean, there's – there hasn't been that many guys coming out of Tennessee, you know, but I mean, from the running back perspective, you had Arian Foster, you obviously had Kamara. So, uh, you know, those are some great running backs. And, and I remember looking up Gray early in his year. I'm surprised he entered the portal, but I could understand, you know, the, the complete desertion of Tennessee, especially with everything that going through with the NCAA right now. Exactly. Uh, for running back for me, I'm going to go with uh, Cameron Harris, uh, the running back from the University of Miami. Um, you know, he's a former four-star prospect uh, out of Miami High School. He was rated the seventh best running back in the nation, uh, you know, and he became Miami's RB1 after DJ Dallas uh, was drafted by the Seahawks. Uh, you know, this year, you know, stat-wise, not really a huge year. Uh, you know, the first couple games he did great. You know, overall, he ran for 643 yards and had a team-leading 10 touchdowns, uh, you know, average five yards a carry uh you know he 
Like I said, he began the season with those two strong games against UAB and Louisville, where he had a combined 268 yards and three touchdowns. You know, for his size, though, 5'10", uh, 210 pounds, he plays like a power runner, but he really has that breakaway speed uh, once he gets out in the open. You know, he had a, if you watch the Cheez-It Bowl, uh, great name for a bowl, but if you had the Cheez-It, watch the Cheez-It Bowl when they played Oklahoma State, you know, he had a great 42-yard touchdown in there. Uh, and, you know, I think Miami's offense was a lot different this year. You know, they had had a lot more, you know, traditional quarterbacks. And then Derek King comes in and, you know, you've got to completely flip that uh, that offensive scheme. So, uh, you know, both Cameron Harris and Derek King uh, announced that they're coming back next year. Uh, so I think the Canes will still have that potent offense that, uh, you know, we've kind of seen rising over the last couple of years. Yeah, and you hope Derek King too can come back from that injury fully healed um, for sure, because that, that's going to be a big part of what this Miami offense does. If he comes back fine, that Miami offense within the second year with King at the helm could look really good. Um, I'm not as big a fan on um, Cameron Harris. I mean, I, I want to see him improve his consistency. His consistency wasn't that great over the season. But there's a guy on that team also, and Donald Chaney Jr., that I love for that team. So between him and Cameron Harris, I think they, they could have a really potent rushing attack this next season. Yeah, and I think that was kind of the same way uh, with the last couple of years. You know, DJ Dallas wasn't as much uh, on the radar as Travis Homer was, and then they kind of flipped the script. Uh, on that so uh, I think either one of those guys could could really pop from that from the U so yeah for a wide receiver who do you got so for wide receiver there's a lot of guys that I could have chose but I'm going a different route and I'm choosing Alabama's soon to be wide receiver one John Mechie so when you look at John Mechie there's just so much vacated production for Alabama's roster you're losing your Heisman winner in Devontae Smith you're losing just as good receiver in Jalen Waddell and Outside of those two guys, the guy that has got the most snaps and has got the most on-field playing time has been John Mechie. And when you look at him, what he does well, he could have a Devontae Smith-type explosion this year as when it comes to stats. It could be a guy that is going in you know, later rounds of your Debbie and CDC draft that could be a first-round rookie pick next year. Um, he, he's got really crisp route running. He's sharp in and out of his routes. I mean, he breaks off – I mean, he snaps off of his routes – just superbly and, and just loses defenders in the trap and in, in the dust. He high points the ball really well. He's got to go up and get the ball mentality. He's got crazy speed to beat you over the top. I mean, if you if you don't have a safety over the top of him, he, he's gonna run right by you and he's he's in for a long touchdown. So he's really somebody that you got to respect for his speed. He's got lots of production, like I said, with Jalen Waddle and with Devontae Smith out. So I think he could be a guy that is just explodes onto the scene. If you're looking for that one guy in your, your Debbie drafts. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Or in your CDC drafts, they could, they could just explode in value. J- John Mechie the third is your guy that you're looking for. I mean, some of those catches that he was making against Ohio State in the national championship game, I was like, man, those guys have some hands too. Doesn't it feel like it feels like Alabama always has just a next man up, a next wide receiver up? And I know they're Alabama, they've got those guys, but it seems like they're turning in a much pass friendly and receiver friendly offense than they have been over the few years. I mean, there's always somebody on their team that's 
that's going to be a number one, a first round draft pick. It seems like. Yeah, it's crazy. Speaking of Ohio State, uh, my receiver I'm going with uh, was in the news this week. Chris Olave, the wide receiver. Um, you know, he just announced he's going to be returning from his senior season. Was one of those big names uh, that could have been coming out this year, um, but uh, good news for the 2022 draft. Uh, uh, as well. Um, you know, his freshman year, you know, Dwayne Haskins was his quarterback. You know, he only had 12 catches, so he wasn't really on people's radar. But when you factor in that, you know, the Buckeyes also had Paris Campbell, Terry McLaurin, and KJ Hill. Uh, you know, you can see why he didn't get much of a shot his, his freshman year. Um, you know, though, the next two seasons, once Georgia transfer Justin Fields came in, you know, he led that Buckeyes in uh, receiving yards and touchdowns, uh, both 2019 and 2020. Uh, you know, returning for his senior season will allow him uh, to refine some of those traits that the NFL scouts have said he may be lacking, you know, Um he may not be the best run after the catch threat. Uh, he does have wheels though. Uh, and some of the other wide receivers in the class don't have, uh, surprising though, with the, the speed that he has, he's only had three career rushes so far. So we'll see if maybe they get him added, uh, some of those rushes this year. Um, he's a great route runner. Uh, he has solid hands. He had zero fumbles in his OSU career so far. Of course, I just jinxed the, the shit out of him, but, um, you know, he's an opportunity to get better. Uh, and if he can do some of that speed training, uh, to get his 40 yard dash, maybe down to the four fours, uh, then I think he has a chance to be one of the top wide receivers, uh, taken off the board. I mean, if you look at the, you know, for, for me, I've got, you know, five, you know, wide receivers right now in 2022, um, You've got uh, the two guys from Clemson, uh, Nada and Justin Ross. Uh, obviously, Georgia's George Pickens, Purdue's uh, David Bell. Um, and uh, you've got also Garrett Wilson from uh, Ohio State. So, you know, I think with uh, Olave going now into that 2022 mix, you know, I've got him as wide receiver three right now behind Pickens and, and Wilson. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of football left to play. Um, but I think uh, he will uh, definitely increase his draft stock. I mean, you saw what it did for Devonta Smith this year, uh, you know, probably a later first round pick. And now he's probably going to be the one of the first wide receivers taken off the board. So uh, if he can have that sort of uh, return, also, if you look at Ohio State's, uh, you know, projected depth chart uh, next year, you know, you've got uh, CJ Stroud, uh, you know, that talented uh, freshman number two uh, pro style quarterback in the nation coming in. You've got Master Teague at running back. Not only do you put Alave back in there, but you've also got Julian Fleming, Garrett Wilson, and, and Jackson Smith uh, and Ajibo. And then obviously the tight end Jeremy Ruckert, uh, who you know took that big hit uh, from Xavier Battle in the championship game, but he, he looks like a solid tight end. So uh, I think that offense could be potent. And uh, if he does uh, what he should be doing, uh, he could be a top pick. Man, that's another team that's just embarrassment of riches. They're just set up to succeed. I mean, C.J. Stroud has got tons of weapons to work with, and I love Chris Olave. Um, I'm excited as an Ohio State fan that he's back, but I mean, I, that was a guy that in round two of my, my rookie drops, I was excited to be able to get because he's such a phenomenal route runner, and that's something that you really want in your wide receivers, your ability to create separation, and Chris Olave does that at an exceptional level. So, yeah. I mean, just I, I'm thinking somebody's going to have to transfer, though, from that Ohio State room because, I mean, you've got your Garrett Wilsons, you've got your Julian Fleming, G. Scott, and I mean you you've even got the number one overall receiver this year and make Egbuka coming in. So I mean somebody's gonna have to transfer that wide receiver room because I mean you can't realistically play all of those guys in my mind. So it'd be interesting to keep an eye on that and see what's gonna happen. I mean, we're we're set up for a phenomenal in my mind 2022 wide receiver class because all those guys you listed, um including Chris Olave, we've also got 
Arkansas's Traylon Burks. So, I mean, that, that's just another guy that's going to, that, that's quickly rising in the Debbie scene as well. So, I mean, we're set up for a really good wide receiver class. And while some of these guys might return, it's going to be um, exciting to watch and see who, who, who the cream of the crop is next year. Cause, you know, things change so much in a year. I don't think anybody was talking about Devontae Smith being, you know, the first wide receiver off the board in this year's draft. And now, now that's a real possibility. So it'll be interesting to watch. So our last position group, tight ends, uh, who do you got? So for tight ends, I got another guy. You know, you just talked about somebody that came back to school this year. I got another guy tied in that came back to school. That's Iowa State's Charlie Kolar. When you look at Charlie Kolar, he, he was a surprising one to come back to school because for, for me, he was my tight end four in this class. So I guess it makes sense to him. This class was so loaded. When you look at next year's class, I mean, you've got Jaleel Billingsley. Um, you've got um, – can't remember what the other tight end's name is. You've only got two tight ends in this class, really, and the three if you count Charlie Kolar. So it's a weaker tight end class for sure. So he could potentially improve his draft stock dramatically when it, when it comes. He could I could very realistically see him being the first tight end off the board. Um, he, he's a formerly a basketball player. Fun fact for you, CJ, he played with Trey Young, so I'm not sure how much of an NBA fan you are. So he, But he was on the same high school basketball team as Trey Young. So he, he's got that go up and get the ball mentality. He knows how to play above the rim, as we like to say. He's got a huge catch radius. I mean, there's some plays on his film where he's going up just high point the ball just to seven, seven, eight feet up in the air. So, I mean, I mean, he's got such a huge catch radius. He's really fast for his size, too. He's got freakish speed for as big as he is. I mean, he's running past cornerbacks, linebackers, getting over the top of some safety sometimes. So, he's got the, the above-the-rim mentality. He's got the speed. He's a physical athlete that just knows how to fight through tackles. He's got that athleticism and that, that fight to him that you'd like to see out of a tight end. If there's one thing that I think he can improve on this year, it's I want to see him develop more as a blocker. He was used a lot at, as a as a route runner, and that's good because that's going to get you fantasy points. But I want to see him be able to block more because blocking gets you on the field to score fantasy points. So if he can improve in that, that aspect, he could very realistically be the first tight end taken off the board. So I love Charlie Kolar. I think this is a good decision for him. I'm excited to see what he does this year. Yeah, uh, that's a that's an interesting pick. Uh, you know, initially when we were putting this uh, show together, you know, I had mentioned I was I was going to take Hunter Long from BC. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a Boston College guy. Um, you know, we're spoiled with everything else uh, in New England. You know, the Red Sox, the Patriots, the Bruins, the Celtics, and BC's. Other than that one year with with Matty Ice, uh, you know, we didn't really have much. So uh, I try to hang in there, and then I realized, oh crap, uh, Hunter Long uh, just declared. Uh, so you know what I I went, I went uh, and I quickly researched, and I was like, you know what. This Charlie Kohler guy. I'm, there's no way that Maddie's gonna name him. So <laughs> let's let's talk. We're, we're just gonna hop on the Charlie Kohler train from Ohio State. Uh, you know, a lot of the things that you said uh, is what I have written down. You know, he's a big boy, 6'6", 257 uh, pounds or 257 pounds. Sorry. You know, ended with almost 600 yards, seven touchdowns for the Cyclones. So uh, like you had mentioned, uh, you know, basketball, he was also a high school wide receiver, uh, preseason All-American, uh, and he is a threat. You know, I think a big change with the tight ends these days is, you know, when I was growing up, all the tight ends were just big, blocky, you know, maybe caught two passes a game, you know, really just in there to, to throw off the, the defensive line. And now it's like they're wide receivers. You know, look at Chase, Chase Claypool should be a tight end. You know, mm. and, and he's just that big. He's got that speed, uh, and they can do that. So I, I think Kolar, you know, once again, he's going to be a 
great red zone threats. Uh, all of his touchdowns this year came from within the 22-yard line. Uh, so, you know, if you're looking for red zone threat, it's obviously that. He runs great routes. Uh, he's got solid hands. Uh, and a lot of the draft analysts I know who were talking about uh, these prospects um, said that, you know, he's got a great yards after the catchability too, quality tight end at the pro level. Kind of reminds me a little bit of like Hayden Hurst, you know, where he can he can do a lot of that stuff. Uh, he's tall. He's strong. He's got good hands. So uh, I think he could I mean, he's not going to be like TJ Hawkinson or Kyle Pitts or anything, you know, going off the board, you know, before 10. But he, he could definitely be a solid mid-round pick, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. He he, he could definitely have a – and I, I understand that, that this guy went, you know, early top 10. But he, he could have an Eric Ebron type effect, I think, in the league where he's not going to be just your exploding on the scene tight end, but he's just going to be a solid tight end that scores you fantasy points. And – Keep in mind that those stats that we listed, he did all that with Brock Purdy as his quarterback. And if you watch any Iowa State film this year, you know how awful Brock Purdy looked. I mean, his accuracy was all over the place. So he he's a guy that could, could go into the league and have a better NFL career than he even had. He, he's even had as a college career. And make no mistake about it. I mean, the only reason I was watching Iowa State games this year were for Brees Hall anyway. So in order for me to kind of pick out this tight end guy, I was like, oh, he, this guy could be something. So, so it's pretty good. Well, man, I think that wraps it up for our first ever uh, the Debbie Authority episode. Uh, you got any parting thoughts for us? Man, I'm excited to do this with you. I know it, it's a it's a good intro. You know, I, I look forward to talking uh, future Debbie and providing you know all all of our listeners with some Debbie content because it's a fast growing market. It's it's something that a lot of people are playing, and the more Debbie and college guys you know, the better prepared you're going to be for your rookie drafts, even if you don't play Debbie. So I look forward to doing this with you, man. We're going to have a blast talking about all these guys. Uh, check, you know, start start sending out some trade offers for some of these guys we've mentioned because all of them are some guys that could quickly rise up boards and have a bigger draft stock than they do currently. So look to send out those offers. And like like you said, you guys can find me on Twitter at Debbie Matt. And if you have any questions, reach out. I love to talk football. So if you have any questions, reach out on Twitter to me. We uh, really appreciate you all giving us a listen uh, for our inaugural episode. Uh, you know, you can look forward to much more Debbie content uh, on our website, thefantasyauthority.com, and our YouTube channel, uh, The Fantasy Authority, uh, in the future. Um, you working on anything this week, Matt? So I've got um, I've got some some videos. I'm, I'm currently doing a Travis Etienne rookie prospect profile that I'm probably going to try and get a video out here sometime this week, breaking him down. And then I'll, I'm going to try to have um, my rankings updated on both Dynasty Nerds and the Fantasy Fantasy Authority. So you guys have two places you can find my rankings. But look forward to that Travis Etienne video hopefully coming out sometime this week. Yeah, I just put out an article on our website, uh, you know, regarding the news about Chris Olave coming out uh, and his decision to return to school. Uh, you know, I also made a video for that. That'll be up on our YouTube channel tomorrow. So uh, please look for that. So, you know, I also just updated uh, – the, my dynasty or uh, Superflex dynasty rankings uh, on our website, which I do with uh, our talented and bearded dynasty guys. Uh, well, one has a legit beard. The other one has that Tom Brady scruff look. But uh, Robbie Jeffries uh, at NFL Robbie and Tom Course and at Dynasty Infidel, uh, they're the, the duo that I do the dynasty rankings with. So uh, once again, please like and subscribe on all of the podcast platforms forms and our youtube channel uh you can once again find me at clubber underscore lang 83 and matt at debbie matt on twitter uh you can also reach us out to us with questions comments or complaints uh at our uh email address the debbie authority at gmail.com uh, just make sure that you make, make sure you address all those complaints to tom corzin
he he he, he loved to be the one answer. He loved to be the one answer all those. Huge Cowboys <laughs> fan too. I heard huge Cowboys. Fan. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it. Uh, until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Fuck with Hollywood code, I'm with Marla G, bro. Flying Holly Grow chicks to my Hollywood shows. And I wanna tell you something that you probably should know. This that slum dog, millionaire Bollywood flowing up. My real friends never hearing from me. Fake friends write the wrong answers on the mirror for me. That's why I pick and choose. I don't get shit confused. I got a small circle, I'm not with different crews. We walk the same path, but got on different shoes. Live in the same building, but we got different views. I got a couple cars I never get to use. Don't like my women single, I like my chicks and twos. And these days, all the girls is down the road. I hit the strip club and all them bitches find a pro. Plus, I've been sipping, so this shit is moving kind of slow. Just tell my girl to tell a friend that it's time to go. Now tell me how you love it You know you at the top and on the heavens right above it We own It's young money, motherfucker If you ain't running with it, run from it, motherfucker Alright Now somebody show some money in this bitch And I got my bees with me like some honey in this bitch Shit dick I got my gun in my boot purse And I don't bust back because I shoot Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.